I'm Helen. And I'm Steph. And this is our podcast. And this week we're talking all about self-love. Yay! I feel like this has been a bit inspired because it's been February and by the way, February is such a hard month to say. February, February. Anyway, um, and it's been Valentine's Day. It has been. It's like the month of love. Yes, all the love. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into this one. But first, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm okay. Um, what's been happening? Not much. Oh, I trimmed my fringe. Cut my oh, own wow. fringe. Yeah, that was interesting times. <laughs> it looks really good. That looks very like you know, like level. Mm, I don't know. I did it yesterday, but it's it just I was debating whether to grow it out and then it got so long it was like down, halfway down to my eyes. So I just gave it a trim and I know my sister will tell me off she's my hairdresser when I see her that I should have just left it alone. <laughs> but I couldn't I deal think- with it anymore. <laughs> Good job. And also, did you go, what type of scissors did you go for? Did you go kitchen scissors or nail scissors? Nail scissors, very Mm. small nail scissors. And also the trick is to cut up into it rather than across. So I kind of hold it with a comb and then cut up. (laughs) Yeah, nice. This has turned into like a hairdresser's tip, hairdresser's (laughs) tips podcast. In the depth of lockdown, oh my gosh! Oh. I did do Dave's actually not long ago, um, and and he and because he'd researched it, watched it a lot on YouTube and stuff, that kind of helped. So he could sort of say, "Right, stop doing that. Start doing this. More of that. Less of this. Less of that. More of that." <laughs> did it go okay? <clears throat> yeah, it got there in the end. Actually, I was quite proud of it. Mm, yeah, good. Yeah, it's tr- yeah, I think it's trickier for men, isn't it? Because ours can just grow and grow, whereas men's does like really lose its shape. Yeah, his mm. has got long. His his friends were comparing him to like Harry Styles and stuff, which I was happy with. I was going to say, it's, <laughs> there's worse people to be compared <laughs> to, for sure. We'll take that. Yeah. I'll have a little bit yeah. of an undercut going on, like some of the footballers, and have a little top knot ponytail. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That is a look. That is a serious look. look. Oh, how are you? Yeah, all good, thank you. We did do a bit of a, um, talking of Valentine's, we managed to do a bit of a kind of uh, sort of Valentine's from home. So we got a takeaway. I got some flowers, which was nice. Oh, that's so nice. It was lovely, actually. It just felt a bit different, like making a bit of an effort, kind of, you know, sitting at the table and like, ordering some nice food so yeah did you nice. get like dressed up and stuff like you were going on a date yeah do you know what I got this uh top thing sorry this is really boring but um these trousers which I was really pleased about oh like, these are kind of you know feel like they fit really well and then they're this type of trousers where it's quite difficult to sit down in them oh uh, yeah uh, <laughs> and eat <laughs> like yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I'm like these are going to be good going out trousers where I stand up. I mean, when do I go out? Never, obviously, in this pandemic. Um, but I'll be just stood up the whole time in them. Yeah, when you're but, stood yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's hard. It is hard to get trousers that fit properly, isn't it? When you stand up and sit down, because then the ones yeah. that fit when you sit down look too big when you stand up. Oh, dilemma! 
I go that way a lot more, to be honest with you. I'll have more of a saggy bum than, you know, <laughs> the tight ones. They were once a saggy bum. <laughs> oh, and oh, was dear. it your, oh no, it wasn't your first Valentine's Day together, was it? Although last year would have been like early, early days. So probably your your first proper one together, maybe. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it was, yeah, like you say, it was like our, like our second one, but like our first proper like living together and mm. all that jazz. Oh, that's nice. Oh. It's nice to have a bit of romance, isn't it? So there was lots yeah. on social media over the weekend about Valentine's Day and mm. and stuff like what we're going to talk about today, like the kind of self-love and not feeling that pressure. That I think what was nice this year, obviously because all the shops were shut, it felt a bit less commercial. So like normally there's so there's a lot of pressure to like buy presents and like go you go out for a meal in a restaurant and it's like 50 quid ahead and you're crammed in like sardines. There was none of that this year, which felt quite nice. Although did you see, I think I read in the news about um, the M&S meal deal, there was some sort of brawl somewhere because everyone was like fighting over the last panna cotta because they, <laughs> I don't know where it was, but I read about it. We were going to get that. Oh my goodness! Because they were advertising. They went big on their advertising. They with, did, um, like celebs as well. They were using all influencers on Instagram and all that stuff. And so I can see how it got so popular. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my god. And there was like brawls in M and S aisles, like over the last triple cooked chips. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is actually mad. Yeah, it's madness. Yeah. Oh, oh my I'm glad you had a nice time. Oh, thank you. So, that yeah, this episode we thought we'd talk more about, less about romantic love, although we'll talk a bit about that, and more about the journey to self-love. Jump on board. The self- <laughs> I love this. This is, right, listeners, please feed back to us whether you like this amount of cheese, okay, because we've just had this discussion about whether to bring this into it. Steph, go, what did you say? Jump on board the self-love train. First stop, self-acceptance. I love it. <laughs> now feedback, what do you think? Is it too cheesy? Are you gonna are you switching off right now? <laughs> please, please don't switch off. <laughs> please don't switch off. Bear with. the next stop yet. It's a goodie, I promise. <laughs> I need to do like a poo-poo. <laughs> Oh, help. Oh, this is lockdown has like made us delirious. And I think we're both, we both just said that we lacked a bit of sleep last night. So sorry if this one's a bit off the chart. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to giggle the whole time. But it's a nice analogy, right? That it's a, Mm. it is a journey. The journey to self-love doesn't happen overnight. Sorry, that was terrible English. Doesn't happen overnight. And you know, there's lots of bumps and stops along the way and things to overcome. So I like it. I like a bit of cheesy analogy-ness. <laughs> yes. It's it's such a, um, I, I think we, I might have said this before, but I feel like it's another one of those things that as a society, we're getting better at talking about. Um, and maybe it's just because awareness around this type of things become uh, broader and bigger. But just yeah yeah even if self-love seems a bit too far at the moment just talking about self-acceptance is is really good isn't it yeah definitely that is the first stop on the journey 
<laughs> so you know so and it's the same as the whole like body body positivity movement that's you know you don't have to be completely 100% happy with every element of your body and be up for stripping naked and posting photos over social media to actually just be content with your body so we we talk a bit about your you know the your body and also your you as a person because i think self love sort of combines both of those things doesn't it but yeah finding kind of self acceptance and body acceptance before self love is really important and recognizing that it's not something that happens overnight and there's some things that probably you know they might be quite ingrained into your internal narrative that you might have to kind of change a little bit that can be it can be really challenging can't it it's a whole it's a whole host of things I was going to say what are some of the obstacles um sort of jumping to my mind I'm thinking maybe at school if if you had a tough time with something you know you know awful if it was you know kind of bullying or anything like that or Mm. anything on social media or you know, you were just saying then about those things that you might need to find that that you those those stories we tell ourselves in our heads, mm. um, and you have to kind of call those out and actually realise what they are. What's it say? Like, what's it saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a hundred percent one of the most important first steps is realising that what you tell yourself isn't always true and will quite often come from you know it's something you've carried with you for some time and may come from. You know, it might come from one comment. It might come from a horrible period of bullying. It might come from something that your boss once said, you know, so understanding why you believe that about yourself. Is that because one person one time a number of years ago told you that and it's really stuck with you? Um, that's the, one of the first steps to kind of challenging that and calling yourself out on it. And yeah, recognizing that that isn't the truth because it happened once or somebody said it once. That's their opinion for their, them to worry about, like mm. totally not on you at all. I mean, I don't know why she's just come to mind, but um, I've started following her during lockdown on Instagram, Nadia off of Loose Women. Oh, um, uh, yeah. And she's so brilliant. And she did post something recently saying people are asking me how I found this, you know, how I am this confident, but it's not always been like this. Mm. And... I had to, she actually was sort of advising people like kind of start from today, try and speak to yourself more kindly mm. and see where you get to. Mm. And that seems quite simple. And it's not that simple, is it? But mm. it is interesting how, yeah. It's so, and I definitely, that is such a massive, how we talk to ourselves is a huge, huge part of this. Because if you think we we always talk to ourselves in a way that we would never dream of talking to somebody else. So that's one of the first things is call yourself out on it. If you're saying something to yourself that you would, it makes you shudder to think about saying that out loud to a friend. Why on earth are you saying it to yourself? And if you've done that over time and time again, you know, of course, that's what you're going to believe because it's, that's what you tell yourself. So starting to chat, recognizing when you're doing that and challenging it um, and things like, positive affirmations again it can feel quite difficult and a little bit cheesy but that's that's one of the best ways of starting to challenge that internal narrative and change it and flip it to something more positive because the more you tell yourself positive things the more you will start to believe that over the negative things 
How can affirmations, um, what's the best way of doing those generally? I think if you get into a routine with it, so you try and, you know, it doesn't even have to be once a day. Once a day is great, but try and get into a routine. So I don't know, first thing in the morning or something and find the ones that work for you and find the ones that are challenging those thoughts in your head the most. And it can be, you know, it can be something really simple like I am enough or I am enough right now or I am happy with where I am I am loved I, you know there's tons online there's loads of advice on it but I just think and it feels it can feel quite challenging to do but starting to that process of challenging those thoughts is hugely important I'm reading an interesting book actually um and it it talks about this type of stuff take actually um is sort of working through kind of CBT strategies around um kind of self-confidence and self-esteem and stuff Mm. and what I found interesting is so you can do like the kind of there's like the thought kind of um I can't remember what it's called it's like a thought sheet where you can write down the thought then kind of the likely um how real that is Mm. how it makes you feel what the actual reality is and now you've realized that reality what you now feel yeah but it also talks about how those thoughts all feed into something called like your bottom line where you actually have this kind of base belief about yourself that kind of feeds everything like I'm not good enough I'm not attractive enough Mm. I'm not clever enough and that like that narrative and that core belief about yourself you've carried that yeah Um, it's a big bit of work, isn't it, to, to work to see what that is. and Yeah, it's huge because there's it. there's likely to be a number of things that you tell yourself in that negative capacity. So maybe focusing on one or two of them rather than trying to tackle all of them. But that's a really good process to go through is, is not believing everything that your brain tells you. And also we live in this society and I know we've spoken about this before I think on our social media one where we just constantly compare ourselves to others and feel that we're falling short but actually what we should be doing is celebrating what makes us unique but that's quite often the thing that we feel like we don't like about ourselves because it's making us different to those images that we're fed so maybe picking up a bit on that and and focusing on that part of you that actually you you feel that you don't like because it doesn't fit in with how you feel you should look or how you should mm. be then that's quite a good starting point and and try to get to a point where you can celebrate the fact that that makes you unique and actually you know we don't all want to be the same but this pressure that we're kind of under at the moment it feels like we're all adhering to this need and to to all look and be the same and actually we should be celebrating what makes us different the um advertising is starting slowly to move isn't it you see more adverts with real people real bodies which is Mm, brilliant yeah i hope we see more of that yeah that's definitely it's i mean it's so influential so to see more diversity in that is great i think that will only get better and brands are obviously under a lot of pressure to be more representative so i think Mm. yeah that's definitely uh you know something that is another journey I think that brands are on because you know to be fair this has been the way it is for a long time so they've got a lot of work to do as well but uh, yeah it looks I think a lot of a lot of people are kind of going in the right direction with that Mm. Mm. what other things can we do that help with self-acceptance and self-love um I think 
one of the other big things is that we need to be happy with who we are, like genuinely who we are, like working out what our genuine self is. So again, it goes back to that kind of comparing or that pressure, society's pressure to be a certain way or behave a certain way, you know, even moving away from kind of appearances and looks. But if if there's quite often a conflict, this in sort of internal conflict between who you feel you want to be and who you actually are or that image of yourself that you present because you feel like you have to present that because of someone else's expectations or because of society's expectations as a whole or because it's been so ingrained into you that that's the person you should be when actually it's really conflicting with your inner thoughts about the person that you want to be so Mm -hmm. and again that's a huge journey you know because it might be that you've been behaving or being this person that isn't genuinely you for a while but trying to work on that and getting to a place where you are being actually the person you want to be to avoid that horrible conflict which just causes so much unhappiness yeah that that again is about what you mentioned before about feeling like you want to sort of fit in Mm. um it also made me think of romantic relationships as well where you're still figuring out who you are and they kind of they often say actually I think when you go through like when a relationship break breaks up it or breaks down it's kind of rediscovering who you are when you come Mm -hmm. out the other side because you've gone into it one person and come out another yeah um but trying to kind of hold that space to be you Mm. is I think is a hopefully a healthier yeah I think healthier to do be doing that in a relationship if that makes sense yeah definitely is and I think yeah part of that like you say comes it can be quite a big um sort of epiphany when you come out of a relationship maybe if it's like a quite a long-term relationship or one that you've been in since you were quite young and you've become this person that actually you kind of lost yourself a bit in it and that Mm. can happen at any stage of our life you know it might be if you're in an abusive relationship or you're in a relationship that isn't particularly healthy you come out of it and realize that you don't really you've sort of lost your own identity and you don't really know who you are anymore so taking the time to work that out and find that out particularly before jumping into a next relationship is really important but you know there's the old phrase isn't there you can't expect someone else to love you if you don't love yourself so finding that ability to be happy with yourself before Mm. you you know kind of embark on another relationship is mega important that is a key one isn't it you Mm. hear that and it's in practice it's like how does that work how does that look because a lot of people do you know want want to have a partner and have everything that comes with that as well and Mm. um but I think often like you say focusing on the bit on accepting yourself and loving who you are Mm. is a great starting point um I wish they taught this in schools I don't know if they do but I just feel Mm. like especially relationship stuff could be really helpful oh I really I I don't know whether I think a lot of schools I don't think there's an overarching government policy on it I think so I think it's left a lot of the time down to individual schools Mike that's my understanding I don't know if that's correct or not um but I feel like it's it's there's not kind of a government guidance or policy on it so schools will do what they what they have the capacity to to do and it will massively vary I know a friend I was talking to a couple of years ago one of her um 
children at school I can't remember what year they were in but they were just starting kind of sex education stuff and she said she was shocked at the lack of um kind of talk around being in a loving relationship Mm. and building up that relationship it was all kind of the very sort of biological sex education and maybe that Mm. came later I don't know but she said she just felt like it was really lacking that kind of relation health building a healthy relationship thing it was all very much about that act rather than how you the journey to get there you know and and being in a good place it was yeah she just said it was quite shocking actually so that's yeah mm. like the emotional side of it that's gonna be huge yeah and they teach it quite they teach it quite young now so I think that's you know if they're teaching that side of things quite young they also should be you know maybe even a year or so before start teaching you know what does a healthy relationship Mm. look like I just think yeah it's I'm with you it's so important so important because I think often um well I don't know actually this is complete speculation but I assume I don't know actually I was about to completely speculate I was thinking where do we get that kind of blueprint from what what do we look to is it the movie? Probably the movies. Sometimes mm. again, advertising our parents' relationships around us. Yeah, maybe. yeah, we're massively influenced by our our parents' relationships, aren't we? And those that we spend a lot of time with and see around us, and what feels normal to us and what doesn't. Mm. And that you know, schools can hugely influence that because obviously, children come from all different backgrounds and all different you know kind of households and Mm -hmm. them being able to influence what is healthy and what isn't is massively important Mm. it's good to talk about this around valentine's day i think i think it's a conversation that needs to be open and being talked about Mm. to help everybody with all this stuff definitely um yeah and i think just go back to the like relationship stuff you know when you're older i just think people sometimes feel a lot of pressure to be in a relationship and that can then lead to you being in a relationship that maybe isn't healthy or has become quite toxic because you are maybe of a certain age where there's this expectation that you'll be in a relationship or maybe there's kind of a fear of being alone. So I think just finding ways to recognise when that's happening because ultimately the long-term it's not going to work out in the long term. You're just going to cause yourself and probably people around you a lot of heartbreak. So I think and that's all wrapped up in the same journey, isn't it, really? If you're not mm. feeling happy with yourself, then maybe you go looking for it in external sources, which might be in an, in quite an unhealthy or toxic relationship. And before you know it, you're kind of tied up in that and don't know how to get out of it. And there's a fear of getting out of it. So just, yeah, I mean, relationships is a whole other yeah podcast isn't it we've spoken about you know maybe doing one on that but it's yeah it's a big old area but the the starting point has to be that you are happy with yourself before Mm. you get into a relationship so you're you've got that confidence to kind of say this isn't this isn't right well barriers again I always end up mentioning barriers we talk about it don't we but exactly if you've got that confidence in your you know a bit of confidence at least in yourself you Mm. can know what's right and wrong for you um also I hope culture and society again comes on a bit further because I think like you were mentioning about those pressures that can often very much be external (laughs) like someone could be very happy like being on their own but people around them are making them feel like 
you, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. You don't need to do anything. You don't mm. have to do anything, you know. So, mm. yeah, I think that'll hopefully yeah, move forward. <laughs> Particularly if you're not happy doing it, like if you if you're recognising. And quite often it's like, under the radar level of unhappiness that you just brush under the carpet and think oh I can make it all go away I can make it better we can make this you know square peg round hole type situation it'll it'll be fine and you just kind of force it and then it just it just isn't sustainable ultimately so yeah I think just recognizing that yeah Mm. you mentioned there as well about when you're before you get into a relationship getting comfortable in your own skin um you sent me a lovely article this week about getting used to spending time in your own company. Yeah, it was a great one, wasn't it? Yeah, I love that. So good. And I think, obviously, over the past year, I can't believe we've been in this situation for nearly a year, by the way. (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. Um, I did wonder whether Boris would announce next week that I think it was the 23rd of March we went into lockdown. So I wonder whether he might say right on the 23rd of March this year, everything can just open up and it will be a complete celebration of the fact that <laughs> this time last year, year we oh my gosh I don't know it's probably a bit optimistic um but obviously yeah because of what's happened and we were thrown into this awful situation that I think people have naturally had to get very used to being in their own company more than they would normally but I think a lot of people struggle with it I'm quite comfortable mm. Being and I think I, you know, I lived on my own for a couple of years and have always been quite comfortable just being on my own. But I know it's it's challenging for some people, isn't it? I think I've had to learn it more actually because I grew up in a busy household and I'm like the mm. eldest and it was always loads going on and I'm chatty and I love chatting with people. So it's definitely been more something I've had to learn. But when I have learned it, like when I got got my own place, um, it felt a really good achievement actually. I was like, yeah. You know, spending a Saturday night on my own, having a lovely time. Yeah, because it is. <laughs> I think we we neglect it, and sometimes there's all sorts of reasons why. You know, yours obviously comes from childhood stuff where you just weren't used to it, and you were like, "What? The house is like way too quiet. Where's all the voices yeah. and the people?" Um, and there's other. You know, sometimes again, it comes down to pressure. Like, oh, it's really not cool to spend a Saturday night on your own. So you just, in normal times, obviously cram your diary mm. with stuff, doing stuff all day and all night and all of the time, um, because of you know that pressure to kind of be busy. But I think sometimes also you're maybe it's you're trying to escape something so if you're recognizing that actually when you're on your own you don't feel particularly content because of I don't know negative thoughts or something that you're trying to you know it's kind of an avoidance strategy isn't it I suppose to some things if you're if you're thinking I don't like being on my own because of that and then my brain goes there and I don't feel comfortable doing that then that's important to recognize I think and they're quite different aren't they Mm. Yeah, I, I, well, gosh, I definitely know times in life when I've done that. You just sort of keep yourself super busy. Mm. But there's some really good things that I, I've learned. Like, like I don't do it hardly ever, but the journaling thing can be really mm. helpful in those moments. Um, uh, yeah, listening to podcasts or music, things like that. Yeah, help meditation, mindfulness stuff, and that's they're all things that actually you get a lot more benefit from by doing on your own. You wouldn't get the same benefit from doing that in a busy house or when there's someone sat next to you on the sofa. Something like journaling, where you're actually taking some time out, um, and it can be a really positive way of managing those difficult thoughts and spending 
productive time on your own so you don't feel like you're just sitting you know getting into this kind of negative spiral actually think I'm going to spend two hours on my own and I'm going to journal for an hour and then I'm going to have a nice pampery bath and you know it can feel quite productive they had a really good article it just made me think actually on BBC News over Christmas because of course people were facing Christmas on their own for the first time Mm. um I think it'll probably be on there still somewhere if you want to check it out but there was some really good stuff on there I thought well done that's a good good thing to put out there I think Mm, yeah that's such a good point actually because Christmas day on your own again it's something that we're not used to and that you know it's just not an expected thing to happen is it so but yeah I think finds a lot of people were saying Christmas day kind of find some structure so you have a bit of a plan so you're not just winging it you're not good you know waking up at eight and then thinking the entire day is stretching ahead so if you yeah to kind of get used to your own company I think kind of planning some things and also like not compromising on stuff so one of the first things that jumps to my mind is like cooking so if you're on your own and you just think oh I can't bother to cook for one well why not cook yourself a three course Mm. meal why not (laughs) like that sounds amazing yeah and again in normal circumstances you know this obviously takes a bit more build up but getting used to feeling comfortable going out for a coffee on your own maybe not a meal but for a coffee or to the cinema you know we can do those Mm. things it's it's not it's not against the law I mean it is at the moment (laughs) yeah don't do it now don't do it now (laughs) yeah building up to a meal like if you get because sometimes you have to be away for work and stuff like that or Mm. just yeah getting used to doing that kind of thing I remember when I first started going to gigs on my own that was a really like oh oh my goodness and still now I get a bit but I got used to it and I tell you what the community the area that I, I cover and the music community is amazing. Like the people are so lovely and you bump into the same sort of people. And the, the really nice thing actually when you go on your own sometimes is you can chat with people for a bit, but then if you're like, I just want to watch this song or I want to go and get a drink, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to go and do that now. So oh, I've got to go, I've got to go and do whatever. Um, there's no, you're not sort of beholden to anyone. You don't have to, you know, yeah. what's the word? Answer to anyone, you know what I mean? Yeah, just embrace that freedom definitely Mm. that but I think that's really brave isn't it going to going to a gig on your own it's that's brave Mm. it did feel quite scary actually but honestly Mm. you get you do get because I suppose it's got a bit to do with my work I suppose then it's a bit different maybe but but not yeah you just Mm. it's it's all good yeah I think you're right it's always surprising isn't it how welcoming people are like you always Mm. kind of think the worst and think it's going to be terrible but actually people are just welcoming yeah definitely yeah oh good um what else is there anything else that's like um just thinking I suppose oh the other thing I was just going to mention we talked about toxic relationships but we can as well as romantic relationships like sometimes friendships can be quite toxic and again I think maybe this year it's put things in perspective hasn't it and made you realize the people that you really want to spend time with and maybe reflect on some of those relationships and think oh that wasn't great or I felt a bit manipulated or I felt a bit like I was forced to be this person that I'm not or that I'm not comfortable with so you know that's something else to kind of recognize I think on this whole journey on the self-love train (laughs) stop number five are you just you know, surrounding yourself in 
friendships that are not that healthy because again the kind of fear of being alone and I think some of that comes with age I've definitely realized it's like quality over quantity yes definitely Mm. and and like you say through everything in the last year or so um it does make you reflect on those interactions or situations where you're left feeling like if you are left feeling a bit rubbish about yourself if someone's talking down to you or not being very nice to you then it's okay to take that step back and honor Mm. yourself you know yeah definitely and again remembering that it's them this is not you it's all on them like Mm. they're doing that for their own reasons you know whatever the reason for it it's not it's not it shouldn't be reflected on you and don't carry that with you and don't yeah don't be afraid to you know say I'm not this is I'm not doing this anymore I'm not engaging Mm. in this anymore yeah that is healthy stuff I Mm. think yes oh good I feel like I want to sing that song now about the love train (laughs) That's what I was thinking of. Is it the? I think it might be the OJ's. Yeah, it's like sixties or something, wasn't it? Love train. People Ooh, all dear. over I'm... the world join hands, but not at the moment because you might catch COVID. <laughs> <laughs> virtual hold hand, hold hand, hand holding only, yeah, please. Virtual only. Brilliant. <laughs> Oh, that was, I'm feeling the love. What a nice little episode. Definitely. I really think, yeah, I'm glad that Valentine's Day inspired this actually. And I'm glad that we talked about it. Like we have covered relationships a bit, but we've, I think self-love is is super important. Yeah, indeed. It is the most important type of love. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Three things we were going to do. Um, three things we do when we're not feeling the self-love. So to kind of boost, boost ourselves a bit, really. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's your turn to start. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I lose track every week. I would definitely say, and I think this might be one of yours as well. Um, social media holiday. Mm. Like if you're feeling a bit like down in the dumps about yourself scrolling through social media and seeing all of these seemingly perfect lives which we know in reality they're not but sometimes you your brain goes to an irrational place when you're feeling a bit low so yeah defo put the phone down and stop and stop scrolling and and cultivate your your feed as well i've got a bit better at that like Mm. who you're following you can really you can decide that and then it should be a more positive experience. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot, I mean, we, we criticise social media a lot, I think, and there's a, there's definitely reasons for that. But I think also, yeah, like you say, the power is in your thumb <laughs> to unfollow, <laughs> unfriend and just, yeah, make your feed a bit more positive. So you can actually, it can be a really positive experience, social media, if you let it. Number one for me, you've mentioned it in the podcast already, but I'm going to say have a bath. Oh. Um, cause I don't actually have one at my flat, but I've got, we've got one, um, where I'm at Dave's now, which I think will be for the foreseeable. Um, and it's so nice. That's so cute. I'm sorry. I love how you just dropped that in there. Yeah. I've got a bath here. I'm basically just living in out. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. So cute. Yeah. You can't get rid of me now. I'm like a squatter. <laughs> Um, I'm squatting in the bath I'm not leaving (laughs) (laughs) 
good luck. Um, oh no, I, I, yeah, the bath, the bath is a real revelation to me because I don't feel like I've taken the time, much time for that before. But it is such a lovely thing to do. Mm. So lovely. Yeah, so nice, proper relaxation. Um, mm. I think my second one's going to be, and I realised the other day that I've hardly done this at all recently, but I did it a lot in the summer um, because I was sort of sitting in the garden and stuff, but listening to other podcasts. So I found that really, I think just before we started as well, I started listening to loads to kind of research what was out there and what people spoke about. And I found it so you can just really zone out for like half an hour or an hour. And I think I was sort of sitting in the garden in the summer, the lovely summer that we were lucky to have and listening to a few. And I don't feel like I've done that really in the winter. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to start that back up again. Yay. That's a lovely, Mm. you can really, you can kind of have it on in the background as well if you want to do other stuff, but Mm. So nice. Yeah. Louis Theroux, he's good. Yes, he's a great one. Yeah, I've got a few faves that I saved and I'm gonna, I am gonna. think I'm going to go back to them because they've probably got loads of new episodes now. Mm. Number two, I'm going to say, this is actually quite a recent thing this week because I've just been feeling uh, the balance has been tipping a bit towards um, kind of working a lot and not, not kind of putting those barriers in a bit to look after myself. But I'm going to say exercise because... It helps me hugely. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's... I've actually also been doing the what they call Joe Wicks ones. Mm. And they're just so easy to do at home. And you actually get a proper sweat on and your heart rate up. So, yeah, quite good. And it doesn't take ages, does it? He does sort of 20 or 30 minute workouts. So you feel like you've got a lot for little amount of time. Yeah, it's mm. good. Good, day. Eh? Yeah, I haven't done much exercise for a long time. I'm not going to lie. No, There's a reason for that, but to. maybe we won't talk about that. Maybe we talk about that in another podcast. Um, <laughs> so my third one, given that I'm not doing exercise at the moment. Oh my gosh, actually, this is visual, but it is giving myself a little treat. Now, this. <gasps> did you just see that? What is that? This is a mini <gasps> eggs bar. Stop it! When wh- when did they start making them? I don't know, but I did a quiz night last Saturday with my friends, and my friend had one, so I ordered it in my Sainsbury shop, and it came. So it's basically a Cadbury's chocolate bar with broken up bits of mini egg in it. It is the most epic of epic things. I've just glimpsed heaven. That looks amazing. So this, basically, two days I've eaten this amount. <laughs> <laughs> two thirds so that's what I do when I feel a bit low on the self-love I just eat some chocolate but Aww. there's an important message in there not to not to deprive yourself of those things you know if you want to eat the chocolate if you want to eat the cake even if you're on a bit of a diet if you've done you know five good days have yourself a little treat I love oh my gosh I'm going to look that up straight after that looks <laughs> amazing it's so good I'm torn on my final one. I was going to be really kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing a bit of journaling, which I don't do enough, really. I'm just going to say one of my classics, the old sleep, Mm. just making sure. I think it's, um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, getting a bit of bad sleep at the moment. Don't really know why I keep waking up before my alarm, but try and prioritise that kind of bedtime routine. Mm. It's kind of, I think what it was, I was on my phone a bit later last night. and I, I assume that can only be what it is because I normally kind of put it down quite a bit before I go to bed, actually. But I must have been on it quite late. And I think, yeah, I just didn't sleep well. So sleep, mm. sleep. We love sleep. 
I'll have a bit of sleep. Oh, that was lovely. What a lovely one. All the love, sending all the love out sending there. Sending all the love to all of the all of all of the listeners and yeah, yeah. everybody. Sending the love. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can get us on um, Insta, Helen and Steph underscore muddle through. And you can email us at uh, Helen and Steph at gmail.com. Had to think about that then. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll see you then. Thank you.